You are listening to the postcast presented by the Locked On Senators podcast following a 2-0 Sens loss to the Boston Bruins on home ice. Don't get me started on how long it's been since we've seen a goal scored by the Ottawa Senators. I'm Ross Levitan. With me as always, Brandon Piller, recurring guest on the postcast. It's at Laleem's Martian. Pillsy, I'm going to see you for some positivity right now. Give me what you got. Well, if you're coming to me first, then I'll take the easy one. The low-hanging fruit, guys, is Matt Murray continues to play at this pace. I mean, oh, kind of, okay, short sample size, now he's done. Like, this seems like it could be the new normal for Matt Murray. And through no fault of his own, they lose another game 2 nothing. And I thought he played pretty great. There was a couple times where the rebounds were tricky, but the Bruins do a good job of uh, utilizing that low wrist shot off his pads to create rebounds. And that's where the Sens got into trouble without uh, the D-men breaking up the guys in the slot and uh, boxing guys out. So the only positive I have really, Ross, is the play of Matt Murray. This one started off like a house on fire. Only problem was the Senators were in the house, tied to the bed. They couldn't get out of their own way. Martian, this one started bad and got worse throughout that first period. Yeah, fuck, did it ever, man. I'm telling you, like, I've never seen this team look so pathetic. I I don't know if it's the schedule or what, but, I mean, if it wasn't for Matt Murray, it could have been a lot uglier than it was in that first period. I think they had 22 shots against in the first period, which for some teams, that's that's a whole game's worth of shots. So super frustrating to watch as a fan, especially when you got money in the game and you're hoping for a few of the sends to get some points on the board, but... Holy, uh, I mean, to hang in there, I, I commend anyone who who watched the entire game because you could pretty much tell from start to finish they had nothing tonight. Good thing they get to go right back on the horse, though, against an even tougher opponent in the Washington Capitals. And this was a Boston Bruins team that was without Patrice Bergeron, without Brad Marsh, and they got beat by Curtis Lazar. They got beat by the depth guys on the Boston Bruins. So this one was just a stinky game. From the beginning, no real energy. And, you know, an afternoon game in an empty building, sure, there's some built-in excuses, but there really isn't. Like, you can't get outshot. What was it exactly? It was 22. You got that right. 22 to 8. To 8. Like, I mean, at some point, you got to get some pressure. Like, the only real quality attempt that I saw was with the goalie pulled where they had a bit of an opportunity. But even then, like... I'm giving probably a little more credit than I should at calling that a real scoring chance. This was probably Jeremy Swayman's easiest shutout, I would imagine, of his NHL career. Not that I know how many he has, but <laughs> he, he hasn't. He didn't really probably even break a sweat too much. They got 30 shots, but a lot of them were from the outside. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it felt like it was almost like too little, too late, right? They were they were coming on a little bit strong there in the second half of the third period. It felt like they might maybe get one, and if they would have got the one, then who knows what happens. But like I said earlier, it just felt like they had nothing the whole time. They they really couldn't get any any really good chances going for themselves. So it's brutal. <laughs> That's basically yeah. what this one comes down to, a eh? eh, Pilsy. That's basically it. I mean, I will give them some credit. A couple of their power plays were looking really dangerous. Like that top power play unit, now that they've figured out, okay, we don't have Norris, we don't have Batherson. I think um, Shabbat, Timmy, and Brady did a good job cycling the puck. And Brady even had a good chance out front with a quick shot. Thomas Shabbat hit the post with a nice shot too. So I thought their power play was okay. But 
other than that, yeah, this game was lost in the first period. Even though they came back with some good shots in the third, those are just garbage time shots. Like, I never, not for one second, did I think this team had a chance of coming back and winning this game. <laughs> I tweeted it out just for fun. I said, Sens are going to come back. I wanted to get some good vibes going into the universe, especially after, Nothing wrong with that. Especially no after fun. maybe I tempted fate a little bit earlier on when I brought up that Nikita Zaitsev led all Senators in ice time through 20 minutes of this game. But it seemed like DJ got the message. I don't know if he checked Twitter at the intermission, saw at Send Central, saw at Lalim's Marsh, and a couple of your clips there. Not a good look for Nikita Zaitsev in the first period of this game, and he didn't play a whole heck of a lot afterwards. Thomas Shabbat remained as he does, double shifting. But Nikita Zaitsev played nine of his 16 minutes in this game in the first period. So certainly the reins were pulled back of him. But to me, there's only going to be a substantial change once we see this in practice. Make the commitment, not just in games, when we see he goes to Brandy and Shabbat once they're down, like, why not start with that? Why do you allow yourself to get down in the first place before making the change? Yeah, especially for Shabbat too, right? Like he he's he's probably every time he's on the starting lineup and he looks over and he's got Nikita Zaitsev lined up next to him. And we've been going on about this probably the last two postcasts in a row, and maybe since uh, you know Zaitsev's been back from injury, but he's really dragging down Shabbat's play. And and I mean everything kind of starts with him, right? Offense, defense, yeah. everything. So if he's not going, the team's not going. And and why would you put him in a position where he's handicapped by his partner? So. To me, it, it makes all the more sense to have, you know, Shabbat playing with with somebody he can trust. But, I mean, I think we're going to start to see it here. I think, that, like you said, he, his cutback or his ice time got cut back quite a bit there in the in the second half of the game. So, hopefully that's a trend uh, leaning towards him maybe uh, being in the third pairing or even in the press box the next time they play tomorrow. Maybe he needs a little break, guys. Let's give him a break. Let's give Zaitsev a break. Let's have a little He's reset. He's coming back from a break. <laughs> We're going to keep that in mind for tomorrow's postcast, and we'll see how Zaitsev does against yeah. the Washington Capitals tomorrow. DJ Smith, speaking to the media right now, says he felt the line that generated the most chances was Tim Stutzla with Alex Formanton and Adam yeah. Gaudette. So let's look for that to start the game tomorrow. The second line, quote-unquote, with Paul Brown and, uh, and Formanton. They didn't have it tonight at all in the first period. They got hemmed in their own zone. I think their shot attempts after 20 minutes were like 2-4 and 17 against. They got caved in in the first period. So DJ Smith used the blender this game. You saw Tierney with Kachuk. I don't love that as a pair, but they did try to – at least he tried something because he knew that they just didn't have it in, in in this afternoon's game. Yeah, and Ross, I thought a big problem too was the sloppy passes in the neutral zone. Like, how many times were the Boston Bruins able to pick off passes or able just to to strip the puck from guys trying to bring it up or uh, a pass is off a guy's skate? And it just, like, you cannot go up against a structured team like this. Yes, they're missing the top two guys, but that doesn't change the structure of how this team plays. You can't be playing sloppy like that and just giving them the puck over and over and over again. So I thought that was the biggest detriment to this team was just poor handling of the puck. Remember on, was it Wednesday? We said, wow, vibes are elite around the entire organization. (laughs) Everybody's feeling good. How things can change so fast. Not only what we've seen on the ice. The Senators have now gone 160 minutes, basically. They scored three minutes into the second period against Carolina. Then they gave up three. They still won the game. They gave up three in the third period. Then they lose 2 nothing. 
against uh, the Penguins. And now here you go, another 2-0 loss against the Boston Bruins. Although, at least the Penguins, you could say you were a shot away for most of it. Whereas, even though it was two goals early, it sure felt like 20 at the end of the first period. So, not only that, and then uh, we get to see Jake Sanderson at the Olympics. Then he gets hurt. He finishes the game. We don't know what's next for him. What a shame. Imagine he goes all the way to China. Quarantine's on the way there all for 17 minutes of ice time. God, he looked good, though, in that 17 minutes, I will say. And then the Riddler back on the board. At least he's got our best interests at heart. He wants us to put a smile on. So he got two assists last night, and he was a big reason why they were able to mount a comeback. But all that to say, the Ottawa Senators just simply did not have it. But we can't keep saying that game after game because now that's twice in a row where they just haven't had it. Pilsy, what are you hoping to see Tomorrow, again, 11.30 for me, 12.30 for you guys. Like These games, man, you got to play them, and you can't control the schedule. So what do you hope the Sens can control tomorrow? The They need to work on their starts, right? Like You cannot go behind one goal from Trent Frederick, who has three goals huh? on the season. Huh? Yeah, and now you're chasing the game, and you just can't catch up. Like They cannot afford to let that first goal in so early. Like you know, If it's near the end of the first period and you've been battling, whatever, but you can't start off quickly down nothing because the team just doesn't have the legs to beat structured teams, like I said, and to come back. So I know it's going to be extra hard for that tomorrow because they're going to be tired from this game and they got to go on the road and it's another afternoon game. So the odds are very against the sense here, but all I'm hoping for is let's let's stick in this game and have fans being like, oh, still a chance. Five past uh, puck drop here, jeez. Yeah, they need to set the tone in some yeah. way, shape, or form. They can't. They can't allow ten shots be- before the five minute mark of the first period. Yeah. Like that's pathetic when they're when they're coming out that flat and and leaving Matt Murray out to dry like that. It's just it's ugly. We've got the rest versus rust debate though coming up because the Capitals haven't played in three days when they face. The Ottawa Senators, they've just been sitting at home. So hopefully they've been enjoying themselves a little more than they should. I think that's maybe the only way the Sens have an advantage of this game. Sugar Ray Emery, and we know Razor was no stranger to the fisticuffs. Sugar Ray Emery writing in the chat, though, he would have liked to see a fight to wake the boys up. They needed some energy in this game. And I would have been all for that because, man, they just they just allowed – they let them pet their belly. It was like roll over, just let's see what happens. And even in the second, like they came out a bit better, but not really. Like, no. Yeah. Like when you look at the matchup, right? Like if you look at the two teams head to head with probably both teams with their two best players, two best forwards at least out of the lineup, it's kind of an even matchup. So I don't know why the Sens decided to, I don't know, they probably didn't, I mean, they didn't do it on purpose, <laughs> but they, they really didn't uh, show anything that was going to, you know, let the Bruins know that they were there and, and they were there to fight tonight or this afternoon, I guess. And maybe that's something to do with it. Uh, maybe they just weren't ready to go. You can find him at Laleem's Martian on Twitter. You can find Pillsy at Brandon Pillar One. I'm at Ross Levitan. The show at Send Central. If you're just joining us, welcome. We got Thomas Shabbat coming on Monday. That'll be a nice little pump as we get him to his 300th game. What a present DJ Smith could give him to get him away from number 22. We've yes. got some people in the chat mentioning Chris Tierney. Was he okay? Was he not great? He misses more chances Horrible. than anybody I've ever seen. He's horrible. I, I said, I, I mean, I've, I, I've been, 
and I'm being very harsh now because I'm a first I'm a frustrated fan. You're and, also a gambler with an empty wallet now. Yes. I mean that too. I mean just one goal would have helped me out quite a bit here, but uh no, uh nothing nothing out of that that whole team like when Tierney's on the ice, offensive plays are dying. He has no pace in his game right now, and he's being gifted a net front tap-ins that most beer league players would be putting in from there. And he doesn't even get a stick on it, right? When when Ennis in the third period got it, got yeah. it to him out front, like that would have been a game changing moment if Chris Tierney can get a stick on that and just even put it on net, but wasn't able to do that. I don't even know why I, the defenders there was two near him, but nobody got their stick on it. Nobody got their stick on him. He just he screwed it up. So I mean, I, he's gripping it a little tight, I think, and, and he might be a guy who could benefit from a break in the press box because I, I don't think we've seen that yet. His ice time has been dropping from start to finish of the season here, so maybe put him up there and give him a bit of a break, and, and maybe he, he'll wake up a little bit too because everything he's got going on right now, it, it, I don't want to see it. The only thing that is keeping me engaged right now is wondering what the hell DJ Smith is going to do because on the flight to Washington – he has to be working the hamster wheel and saying, how do we fix this? Pilsy, I know we got to wrap it up here. So at Sense Central, whenever we have updated lineups and, oh my goodness gracious, like, can they score a goal for us tomorrow at least? That would be nice. Pilsy, final thoughts on this one. Final thoughts is the the schedule, the injuries, it's all adding up here. But Matt Murray is doing his part. The depth scoring needs to get going here. Brady's probably banged up too. This is going to be a tough stretch of hockey coming up. I mean, I, let's not sugarcoat it. Like, it's going to be a rough weekend tomorrow. Could be the same as today, but we need a goal. Let's just get one, one lousy garbage goal, and I'll be happy. Martian, if Brady is banged up and he clearly isn't playing as himself, still five shots, six hits, like the classic Brady Kachuk stat line. Thanks for hitting the over, the only one I hit all night. But at what point do you just shut him down for a little bit? Because what are they playing for right now? Well, I, I think you got to convince Brady of that because he doesn't Fair. strike me as the kind Fair. of guy who's just going to, you know, with the, with the C on his chest, he's yeah. going to sit out. If he thinks he's good to go, he's, he's going to play. So. Yeah, what are you going to tell your captain, right? Yeah, and honestly, I think when you take him out of the lineup and then you look at, at the forward group, uh, I don't feel too great about that either as a fan watching the games. So I, I'm, you know, even if he's a little banged up, he's better than the alternative probably. So, Well, the alternative was not good today, and that was the Senators falling 2-0 to the Boston Bruins in a game. They were outshot 37-30, to but score effect did have something to do with that. 22-8 to after the first period in this game. Jeremy Swayman gets the shutout. Meanwhile, Matt Murray makes 35 out of 37 saves and they got to do it again tomorrow. So yip de doo Good luck to the Ottawa Senators. We'll be back to break it down in the postcast. Quick one today. We'll do it again tomorrow. Thank you for everyone in the chat. It does mean a lot to us. For Brandon Piller and the Leams Martian, I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the postcast presented by the Locked On Senators podcast following a tough one. But the best news is they get to do it again tomorrow. So we'll chat then. You can follow us on Twitter at Send Central for up to the minute stats, news, and analysis.